Welcome back to The Black Voice. Thank you all for tuning in today once again. I hope you all are blessed and well. Um, I just want to come to you today and kind of deliver what I'm going to call a, a black institutional update. You know what I'm saying? A lot's been constantly changing, going on, flowing, as always, in the media, in the news, and we don't get enough you know, light on the good things that happen in black culture. So I try to be a beam of light for those things. Not only the good things, but the necessary conversations that I can only believe need to, you know, need to happen from my own echo chamber. <laughs> my boy like to say. Uh, but yeah, man, we just going to get into it. We got a lot of different topics we're going to cover. Um, we're going to start with paying homage to EYL. Touch on some HBCUs, some different things going on in sports and entertainment. Um, and we'll get a little bit, we're going to get political, we're going to get financial at the end. Just give a quick little update on something that's going to be relevant for everybody. So um, just kick back, man. It's going to be a chill episode. It's going to kind of go through a couple things. Hopefully, you learn something new today, take something away from this, um, maybe start some conversation amongst your friends and family. So getting into it, man, EYL, Earn Your Leisure is, I would think some, if you're listening to this show, you should be pretty familiar with Earn Your Leisure, EYL. I tend to pay homage to them often. Um, I know in our community, we don't typically like that, but they're a group of, a group of people, a group of guys, a group of entrepreneurs, a group of amazing women and men that are shaking and moving the culture, man. And they had their first Invest Fest event down in Atlanta a month ago, and it was crazy, bro. Like, that's the only way I can really describe it. And anyone who's listening to this that was there feels it in this moment, bro. The energy was just nuts, man. Like, we met incredible people, networked, got motivated, most importantly. And, I mean, there's just no there's no real words to describe um, the things that happened down there. You know what I'm saying? In the rooms and the environment, the energy that was exchanged. Like, I truly believe that all four or five thousand people that were in that room, um, you know, are back somewhere in their own community making a positive impact with their foot on the ground and not looking back. And that that's something I'm just so blessed and, and honored to be a part of. So shout out Earn Your Leisure once again. We always pay homage to them on this show. For the amazing work that they do, the things that they do, keep going, keep striving, and we're gonna keep doing our thing as well. Next, we're gonna get into the HBCUs, man, and that's a conversation that we've had often on this show. And the reason I, I just want to touch on it today, um, the I Am Athlete podcast has spoken on HBCUs a good amount. Of course, the host Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson. Um, and they actually had Deion Sanders on a little while back, a couple months ago before the football season actually kicked off. And as you may know, Deion Sanders took on the task of being the head ball coach down at Jackson State and HBCU, which was a definitely a big step for him, a big challenge for him, I'm sure. Something he probably lost a lot of sleep over, prayed a lot of nights over. Um, but he ended up taking a, taking on the challenge and... He's the head coach down at Jackson State right now. 
Um, and it's something that's honorable for someone of his stature to kind of go to a Jackson State instead of a, a Florida or something like that, which which we're going to get into. Um, but, yeah, the reason I want to touch on this is because when Dion was on the show, he kind of went back and forth with another host on the I Am Athlete podcast, Mr. Channing, Channing Crowder. Um, and he and Dion were going back and forth on why a, a top prospect coming out of high school football should go ahead and choose a Power 5 school. Now, that's SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, um, ACC. He's pretty much, um, uh, Channing Crowder is alluding that, you know, this top high school prospect should go ahead and choose a Power 5 school over HBCU in the current in the current environment that we're in, um, given to some things. Now, Channing made some good points. You know, he mentioned the facilities. He mentioned the training staffs, the meals, the amenities. Of course, the, the raw exposure that you get from going to one of these Power Five type schools, which Channing Crowder himself went to Florida SEC. So for perspective, uh, he also made the, the good point that it's a lot to put on an 18 year old kid coming out of high school to, quote unquote, do something for the culture. Um, as a top prospect coming out of high school, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, bowling, whatever it is, if you're coming out of high school and you're in a position to set yourself up and your future up, potentially your family's future up, you know, for the long haul, and you sacrifice certain amenities um, due to your position and your pull to do something, quote unquote, for the culture. I do see that how that could be seen in a negative light. Now, Channing is pretty adamant in his stance that he would rather, you know, a kid go ahead and choose a power five school. And he, he is light skinned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he is, he is a light skinned dude. But um, he also does have a son coming out of high school football, I would imagine. And I don't know if he's an elite prospect. I think he's just a prospect. I'm not exactly sure. But Channing does have some perspective where he's come out and he's been a top prospect. Went to Florida. Now he has a son going through a same similar process. So he's kind of working through this personally in a way. You know what I'm saying? And while I agree with him on the, the staff, the mills, the amenities, etc., how can these schools get to that point without some sort of cultural sacrifice? It cultural sacrifice that I think that's the only way that it can be described. If the kid going there for his own glory anyway, he might as well go to, you know, top Big 12, Big 10 SEC school. If that's his only prerogative is the fame and the glory, yeah, he should go. But if he has any type of <laughs> anything else in him, he could see. The times and what and what's happening right now. Like, for example, if you're looking at the top ten prospects coming out of USA in high school basketball, now imagine if five of those prospects went to the same HBCU. Okay, one and done. Okay, two of them leave, three of them retain, and then the next year, three of those top three of those top ten prospects go to that same HBCU. Okay. You know, it, it just takes it's going to take some cultural sacrifice and organization. Imagine that, you know, um, 
And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't believe that black people in our country are in as bad of a state as advertised. I'll be the first to tell you, I think that black people in this country have a lot more power than advertised and then we even realize ourselves. So please don't please don't get it twisted that I think there has to be some crazy thing that happens. In a way, I think we're already here. Um, I just think we have to realize it. You know, I think certain people have to wake up and realize that we have the power to do certain things. One of the great points that Deion Sanders made when he was on the podcast with these gentlemen is none of these schools were even hot before we got there. Look at Florida State. Deion made Florida State. Look at Miami, the U. You know what I'm saying? These things weren't cool until black people got to those schools. They weren't they weren't dominating year after year and yet it, until black people got to those schools. That's just how it was, man. We the same way we affected the white schools in the NCAA, we can affect the HBCUs. If we go back, if we go back. Now imagine Jackson State playing Florida on national TV and winning. That would just be <laughs> That would just be dope, man. That'd just be crazy dope. So I still have a lot of hope for HBCUs. I'm hoping Channing Crowd is playing some type of like Skip Bayless role or some something like that. But I don't know, man. I, I, I can't stand his position. And they keep the topic keeps coming up. Of course, that's a sports podcast. It keeps coming up on their platform. And he's pretty adamant in his stance that he prefer. It seems like his son to go to Power 5 over HBCU. But... To me, man, if you get a collection of talent, whether it's football, basketball, you know, sports we care about, but any other sport too, baseball, soccer, if you get a collection of talent at one of these schools, man, uh, it'd just be, I think we'd be, we like what we see, to say the least. Going along with the sports thing, a, uh, let's call him a villain. <laughs> I don't know why, but a villain in the media, seemingly, Mr. Kyrie Irving is one of the 10% of NBA players that are not vaccinated. As they report, 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. Um, now, Kyrie says that he he didn't say he refused to get vaccinated, but he hasn't been vaccinated to this point. But he did say he refuses to play anywhere else in the event he was traded. Um, it looks like New York and Oakland, as far as the Warriors... Knicks, maybe Nets. I don't quote me on that, but Nets, 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 Nets looks like the Warriors are the only three cities that will not allow, or teams that will not allow a player to play in their arena if not vaccinated. So Kyrie's kind of taking a stance of he's not getting vaccinated. If, if he's traded to another team because of it, he's not going to play for them. I think Kyrie Irving's NBA future is in jeopardy. And I hate to say it because Kyrie Irving is one of the mo- one of the best players in the league. I mean, let's just call out as one of the most exciting players in the league. Bias aside, fandomonium aside, we are talking about Kyrie Irving, one of the best scorers of all time, one of the best ball handlers of all time. If he's not playing the game of basketball, it'll be a bad thing for the league. So um, it's kind of an ongoing saga with Kyrie. Uh, he kind of does what he wants on the issue of vaccinations. I don't think he's going to move. Um, 
at least he's consistent. You know what I'm saying? This isn't inconsistent with anything he's done in the past. I don't think anyone is necessarily surprised. Um, it is interesting to me that 90% of the NBA is vaccinated. But hell, when you're, you got $100 plus million dollar contracts being signed, it doesn't surprise me that 9 out of 10 people will fold. And I guarantee that the 10% of NBA players that are not vaccinated are likely veterans are probably well paid already and probably have other streams of income. Um, it would be hard as a young athlete who has put so much into the game of basketball or any other sport to refuse vaccination um, with that amount of money on the line. I can see that. Um, now, do I do I agree or disagree with Kyrie's stance? I, I don't, it's his choice, as I will make my own. Um, I respect that he's consistent. What I'm disappointed in is I think this could potentially be the end of Kyrie Irving playing in the league. I don't, I don't see him getting vaccinated, and I don't see the arenas of the Brooklyn Nets or the Warriors or the Knicks or any other NBA team bending to his will as an individual person. So, yeah, um, I would predict that this is the end of the man in the NBA. I don't know how true that could be, you know, six months from now, but we'll see. Um, the The vaccination stats are always interesting to me. It's, they change so rapidly. Um, as we stand currently, they say nationally 65%. Of individuals have had one vaccination, Illinois, where I stay personally, says 68% of folks have had one shot of the vaccination. Nationally, they say 56% have had a full vaccination, which is over majority. Illinois, over majority as well, they say 53% have had full vaccination. Now, New York, a state I wanted to check out because they seem to always have the most issues or the most outbreaks every month or so they have 73 percent three out of four people have one vaccination and 63 percent have the full in a state that has the most outbreaks they seem to have the highest vaccination i don't know these numbers never make sense but it seems to me by looking at this map and i'm looking at it as we're talking it's like the states with the lowest amount of fully vaccinated and the states with the very highest amount of fully vaccinated have the most outbreaks, or the most daily cases over the course of the year. So I guess you got to have that sweet spot. I don't know. 50 percent. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows, man? We're just kind of all here for the ride. Uh, but yeah, the vaccination stats, they just definitely always confuse me. Um, it'd be a damn shame We don't get to see Kyrie no more man I hope this isn't a personal rant But um, I do think some interesting things Are going to come from this situation Interestingly enough For whatever reason it is A lot of things in society Follow the damn NBA Like when the NBA decided to shut down Everything shut down Like no NBA basketball What? Like when NBA arenas started shutting down Everybody knew Shit was getting real. Like, <laughs> you all remember that. Um, but going along with the basketball thing, man, some other good things going on in black institutional society. The OTE, um, 
let me get the exact name, the Overtime Elite, Overtime Elite League, which is abbreviated OTE. Um, oh, I can see why. I see why. Yep, OTE. Um, this is a league that's going to start up. It sounds almost similar to what LeVar Ball was trying to do with the junior, the JBB or whatever that was. Um, more power to him. I hope it's still going on. I actually have no information on that, but the OTE is actually backed by the likes of Drake, KD, Tops, who's in like memorabilia and sports stuff like that. Uh, so it's backed by some pretty powerful names. This league actually derived from Overtime Takeover, which is a kind of AAU um, amateur team. They show talent such as Mikey Williams. Zaya Cook, Zare Wade, uh, Swain Wade's son, Jalen Suggs. Some of you might know these names, some of you might not. Um, but why is this important? They're paying these guys six-figure salaries, um, and they're helping them with their high school education. And going through the league, they'll put 100 k towards your college education if you decide to go that route. And as you know, in the sport of basketball, in the world of basketball, you don't even have to go to college anymore if you're an NBA talent player um but they're putting 100k towards a scholarship as well on top of paying these guys six-figure salaries while they're still amateurs still at high school age so this is pretty i would say it's a pretty big deal um again why is it important i think college is fading um on a long on a long scale i think college is fading this isn't going to happen overnight but on a long term, there's just changing behaviors in the work marketplace. Things are just different, you know. Can you provide value? Can you make someone else's life easier? Can you show and prove it? Yes. Okay, you're in the door. That's just how it is. Um, so, man, these different opportunities are going to come up. Um you know, people are going to start getting paid for these niche things. Who would have ever thought you could make six figures off playing video games in the 90s? You know what I'm saying? Like, things are changing rapidly, bro. At the end of the day, you go to school to get an education, to get a job, to make a little cheddar bob. If there is something that you possess, a skill, a, an ability, some knowledge some relationships that enables you to to skip the process and enables you to live life freely without going the routes of school, I say take it every single time. I say take it, man. If you can if you can be happy, survive, um, take care of what you need to take care of, you know, display love and do what you need to do. You don't have to go the route of college. Who in the hell would think something's wrong with that? Other than someone who went to college and regrets it. <laughs> that's, that's the only person who's going to have a problem with this. So, um, again, the OTE, uh, I think there's going to be more things like it. I think it's a great thing for basketball culture. I think it's a great thing for athletic culture as a whole. I think it's a great thing for entrepreneurship man just showing people that there's different routes to make it and anytime people can do that i am for it so shout out to the ote the overtime elite league i hope that they prosper i hope that they show out 
Seems like it might be Cali-based or something of that nature, but we'll see. Um, look for more information out there. It'd only be right to talk about a little cancel culture <laughs> when it comes to our culture. And it seems like we've got a couple people on the cancel hot seat as of late. Mr. Kevin Samuels, who's no stranger to controversy. Um I can't decide if I like Kevin or not. He's a he's an entertainer. I will say that much. He's an entertainer. That's why we're talking about him. That's why pop culture talks about him. I think he's necessary um, because he asks the tough questions. He says the tough things that people do not want to hear. For both men and women, not just women, he says the tough things that men don't want to hear, that need to hear, as well as women. Uh, and I'll be... Look, black women do amazing things in our culture. They do. They're some of the most powerful. They they are the most powerful business figure, I would say. If you're in a room of people with, I hate to go there, but all nationalities and, and, and genders, the black woman is going to stand out. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, uh, just from sheer strength, poise, creativity, likability, the black woman is going to stand out in that room. Uh, but could a group collectively improve? Of course. Any group can collectively improve. You know, I can name a number of things that white women could do better or not do at all, you know, as well as my own women, as well as black women. You know, but who would I rather wait in the kitchen for or wait in the alley with? <laughs> Let me leave that alone, but... Yeah, Kev, Kevin Samuel, he's an entertainer. I don't I don't agree or disagree with his methods. He's an entertainer. I do find him entertaining. I can say that much. But other than that, uh, I'll leave that to y'all. Another person on the, the hot seat of cancel culture is baby, And I'm still waiting for this grown man to change his name. Him and little baby. I'm still waiting for this grown these grown men to change their name. I'm... Ugh. Leave that alone, but he's on the cancel hot seat because of the LGBT saga that he started himself. Uh, he did say some wild things on stage. Yeah, it wasn't that wild. It's a it's a it's a rap concert. It's a rap show. What do you expect? But oh, he got caught on video, so now people are upset. Uh, I just find it interesting. No one's canceling little Nas, man. He's offended me a lot more than the baby. I can admit I haven't heard any of his music, Lil Nas. He just makes me uncomfortable. He scares me. His image scares me. You know what I'm saying? So I I self-canceled him. I don't want to listen to Lil Nas. He does just just does too much for me, you know? Uh, I'm going to leave that to the other crowd. But yeah, the baby, (laughs) KS, Kevin Samuels, we'll see what what happens in the developments of cancel culture with them? See if they survive. You know what I mean. But yeah, and then lastly, lastly, and I, I got monotone for a reason. Talking, Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe Biden, Joe B for three. Um, and I'll keep it brief. Just be, just beware. Just beware that uh, they seem to be watching more now. They're watching the pockets more now. 
the money's moving in and out of the cash apps and the Zells, the pedal pushes. Just beware that your accounts will be watched a little closely, a lot more closely if, if all things go as the Joe B administration uh, plans for them to go. Any amount over 600 measly dollars in a year um, will be taxed 1099 form. So it'll be as if you're selling chocolate bars, independent contract. The Fed will want their money. That money that's going into your cash app, your Zelle, um, etc. is being tracked at this point. So. Just be aware of that going into 2022. Um, that's a serious possibility, if not already foregone. So um, just look out for that. You know, that's no that's no knock on old Joe. He's just there for the ride. It's no knock on old Joe. He's just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's a wrap. If anything you guys want, you know, to, to discuss on the show, definitely reach out to me at Real. R-E-E-L That's on Instagram and Twitter Um, You know, we can bring it here I will say, as I said in the beginning of the last episode If and when the show demands a page We'll go ahead and make a page But until then, just keep connected at J. Clark Real We're going to rock it out that way And I like doing these Just some open-ended topics that I've been wanting to speak on Personally, selfishly, but also relevant, prevalent, spoke on Earn Your Leisure, EYL, dope event down in Atlanta, Invest Fest 22. I'm going to definitely be there, definitely pull up. HBCU scene, I'm excited to do what they can, excited to see what they can do um, in the next 10 years, the next decade or so athletically. Maybe I'll see a, you know, a HBCU national champion in a major sport in my lifetime, who knows. Kyrie Irving. Unfortunately, I, I do think that we've seen the last of him in NBA. Um, you know, I'm not excited about that, but just given the circumstances, I don't think we're going to see Kyrie Irving play any more basketball in the league, man. I, you know, just the whole vaccination situation, arenas banning players that aren't vaccinated. I don't see Kyrie bending to that. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. OTE, overtime elite. League starting, you know, backed by some pretty, some pretty big names in culture and in business. Um, excited to see what they can do for amateur athletes, as well as the cancel culture. Kevin Samuel, the baby. We'll see if they can survive this wave of cancel toxicity. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that seems to always be attacking black men, but that'll be another another conversation. And oh, Joe B for three. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Just cooler. But, uh, you know, tax bill on the horizon. That may change some things as far as how people get paid. Government gonna get their money. Long story short. You're gonna pay them taxes. Uh, this has been another edition of Inclusion on the Black Voice. It's been a fun one. I hope you all are prospering in your work and your business. Whatever you got going on, man. Peace and blessings to you. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace.